Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Voisin, the host of Inside Personal Growth. And as I do on all my interviews, I want to thank my listening audience because without you, um, there would be no Inside Personal Growth. And again, uh, blessings to everybody out there who is listening. And today, joining me from New Jersey is Micheline Nader. And Micheline is the author, author of a new book called The Dolphin's Dance, Discover Your True Self Through a Powerful Five-Step Journey into Conscious Awareness. Good day to you, Micheline. How are you? Good day to you, Greg. I'm very excited to be on your show today. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, inform our listeners about this self-discovery and personal transformation process that you have put into this book and also have been teaching and talking to people about for years. And I'm going to let um, our listeners know just a tad bit about you. Uh, Micheline is a successful entrepreneur who has founded, managed, and sold a number of healthcare companies. Born in Lebanon, she has lived and worked in Europe, Canada, and the United States. At a very young age, these key events and Micheline's life propelled her into a journey of self-discovery and personal transformation. Using her major personal losses as catalysts, she was able to turn her life uh, around through the practices of conscious awareness. Uh, she translated her own life lessons into the program she calls The Dolphin's Dance, a practical process for awakening and living with conscious awareness. You can learn more about The Dolphin's Dance at www.thedolphinsdance.com. And she's got a personal website too www.michelinenader, and that's M-I-C-H-E-L-I-N-E-N-A-D-E-R.com. Um, well, Micheline, you know, you start the book off about the story of your father's death at an early age of 42. And I know his death had a great impact um, on your life, and that you, you actually ran to, uh, I would assume, a church with Santa Rita to heal your father. And that your prayers really kind of went unanswered. What happened to you that extremely memorable day in your life when your dad died and you went to Santa Rita and you basically were praying and your father passed away anyway? This is such an important question, Greg. Um, For the longest time when I was young, I was wondering how come the saint who came to me unexpectedly in a dream years back when my grandmother uh, was dying and healed her, and then I go and I pray and I pray, and my father died. At first, I took it as my prayer was not answered. But when I started my journey into conscious awareness, I realized that actually my prayer was answered. I did pray for my father to be healed, and I came to realize that the soul is healed when it passes. It's just for us as human beings not understanding what the death is all about and how the soul heals that we don't understand that healing part. We think that healing is only the process of healing from a physical illness. But in reality, in our wholeness, we're more than our physicality. 
So what you're saying is this at this time in your life, what happened is it, it was really more of an awakening of um, the transformation that could take to you in, in your own consciousness at that time and your awareness that death um, was not a finality. Is that kind of what happened to you? Yes, this is it. this is very true. And um, I was praying for healing, and actually, my dad was really suffering on the physical level. There, there was no way he was able to gain his uh, physical strength. Right. And um, this healing journey of transforming his life from the physical life to whatever uh, journey he was on was definitely healing. So I was, as I was praying, his his soul was passing in, in peace. And and now I realize how much my prayers were answered mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. back then. Now you mentioned that, that this book is really about helping my listeners and people that read the book demystify the big principles of self-awareness and to make them accessible to everyone. What what do you really mean by making the big principles of self-awareness accessible? Because, you know, in this modern world with uh, Buddhism and uh, meditation and all of the alternative practices, it's all about staying in the now and being self-aware. Um, what are these big principles? I realize that sometimes people put themselves down if they're not meditating or they're not spiritual or they don't go to church or they don't they don't have a religion and um, really demystifying the big picture is as you said um, living in the now but in order for us to live in the now like we know that living in the now and living in the present is the most precious journey we're on yet we're not able to because we're either consumed by the past without knowing it or consumed also by the future while being conscious of that. So the state of being aware or or being consciously aware is a state of being aware of our own existence and uh, so this, this is the process by, by which our unconscious becomes conscious. So whatever is playing in the background, whether it's a negative belief or a negative emotion, uh, we're able to be conscious of it by being aware and conscious moment by moment. This is how we can access it and transform it. So you state that at times we become slaves to our own unconscious uh, making and the same mistakes over and over and over again. So in other words, it's like Groundhog's Day. Um, how do you help people break what you call these patterns? Because there certainly are um, a, a plethora of patterns that people create. Um, they see themselves playing them out over and over and over again. And obviously, self-awareness is the greatest opportunity to transmute um, these particular patterns, which are not serving us. So how do you help people break those patterns um, and make them happier, healthier, and more vital in their life? Uh, The Dolphin's Dance process is a five-stage process. And the first 
relaxing stages, uh, we dive and discover our uh, negative emotion that is behind the scene, and we awaken to our beliefs that are linked to that emotion. And we name our core patterns and our shadow patterns that are also linked to that negative emotion that has happened. By doing so, we then have access to um, a myriad of um, clues and portals to be able to distinguish them whenever they arise and surface. And actually, we use them in order to go deep and transform our patterns. So we know that any pattern is a negative behavior, or any um, negative pattern is a negative behavior that is persistent and recurrent. And in the dolphin stance, we're really interested in the origin of this uh, pattern that is hidden from our view and that arose from our belief matrix and mainly the belief that is about ourselves, that negative belief that we say and we tell ourselves that plays us in the background. So um, these beliefs really dictate our pattern of behavior and end up occupying the driver's seat, giving us the illusion that we are a driver. So they direct our attitudes and our reactions, and it, it impacts our important decisions. By being aware of these signals and accessing them, then we are able to transform them. And with time, these patterns are replaced by new patterns of behavior that work for us mm -hmm. and empower us. Now, you use an acronym, DANCE, D-A-N-C-E, and it's discover your emotions, awaken your beliefs, name your patterns, cancel out your polarities, and embrace your true self. Um, you, you then go on to talk about emotional logo, which is a pattern of emotions, and you talk about a marker, your sticker, and your vessel. Explain, if you would, those three things for our listening audience to get them to understand a little bit more about this dance. The emotional logo is very important, and it is the hardest or the most painful step of, of the dance. Um, discovering our marker is that painful and traumatic event that happened in our early life and marked us forever. It shaped our behavior, whether or not we are aware of it. Um, it doesn't have to be a traumatic event. For a lot of people, it could be a simple event that your mom gave attention to your brother or your sister, and you um, then believe that she didn't love you. Um, it could be a teacher. It could be anything. And it could be, for a lot of people, a traumatic event. The sticker is that traumatic emotion that gets attached to that event and resurges every time there is a threat of an event similar in nature to our marker that occurs in our life. Very many times we're not aware of it, but we feel an emotion and we say, well, it, I don't know where it's coming from. And I, um, what, what also we notice, especially those of us who are in wellness and in health, that a part of our body host that emotion. So this sticker resides somewhere in our body, and we feel that physical sensation from time to time, and we don't know it. 
So by constructing our emotional logo, which is the sum of the marker, the sticker, and the vessel, we have three different portals that could lead us there if an emotion from the past is triggered. Give us an, give us an example to our listening audience, because I know um, you could have a trauma as a child or um, be rejected from somebody that you were in love with, uh, a breakup. Those particular emotional uh, events in your life can cause, as you call it, the marker. Um, and, and those then manifest themselves and can manifest themselves somewhere in the physical body, right? Um, so what you're really saying is between the marker, the sticker, and the vessel, it's really an event that you don't even know subconsciously. You haven't even uh, uh, identified it yet. You're helping people to identify this subconscious area and make them aware of it and help them heal it. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And so how is, it, how is it that you do that? What kind of process do you take them through? I know it's the dance, but um, what in particular um, would be one of the areas where you can intervene with people and help them uh, transmute that particular emotional event? It's very important to be able to distinguish and discover uh, that event and the emotion and the sticker um, the, the, the emotion, the sticker, uh, and the vessel, the organ where where it, it's really hosted. And what we do, uh, since most of our learning, 90% of our learning is in our subconscious, um, what we do, we go through a very relaxation um, exercise that I, I, I call the clear lagoon as a first step. Um, of this experiential um, dolphins uh, dance process, we go there and through questions, we're able to identify the marker and also identify the sticker, the emotion that is attached to that marker. And then we feel the sensation in, in our body. Uh, so once we have constructed the emotional logo, whenever there is another event that is playing, um, let's say for me, it was the loss of my father, my marker, and uh, my emotion uh, was this emotion of sadness, and, and it played really in my stomach where I would feel a tightness in, in my stomach. So every time in life that I had any loss, and it could be really trivial, not significant, I felt uh, this pain in my stomach. And I had a stomach ulcer um, that was reactivated from time to time. But when I discovered that that was the emotion, then I became aware of it. So whenever I had the stomach pain, I would stop and say, oh, wait a minute, what am I losing right now? And it could be a non-significant. It could be a P&L that came in and I was in the red and, 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 and it triggered that sensation in my stomach. And I realize that my reaction is not in the present moment at all. It is a reaction to the past negative emotion that I had in my life. So by realizing this, I shifted. Just by realizing, becoming aware of it, mm -hmm. I shifted. Yeah, and that's an important thing. And I think your example is a good one because what you're saying is, you know, that particular marker of your father's uh, death and the emotion attached to it created the trigger 
and the trigger was an upset stomach, but then turned into an ulcer. And every time you went back to that. So you learned through awareness how to basically control that and help heal yourself. And I think that's a good example. Now, you, you, you also state that the empty space between thoughts, that interval of time where the mind goes blank, is the space that connects us to who we are, to our true nature, to the deeper feelings of oneness with everything and to God. How do we access this space more often? Because in today's world, that space is always filled up, in most of my listeners who are out there, with to-dos, stuff they've got to get done. Yes, this is such an important thing. When we realize that we are the space in which things occur and within us, this connection to the space is so important. Within all of us, there is this awareness that is still unconscious at all times. The only way we can access it is by relaxing and and allowing us to go into the silence. Uh, the premise of each or even the prerequisite of each exercise in the book, we have 15 exercises in the book, is to go to that clear lagoon place. So it's a visualization with relaxation and with a deep breath. The breath is so important. If we focus on the breath, even when we're counting the breath, we don't have to have a mantra or anything. We just, by counting the, the, the inhale and, and pausing at one point, we access a space where we got like for a fraction of a second lost in, in this space. And when we awake, we realize that we were in that space. That space is a connection to ourselves, and it also connects us in a clear, limpid way to conscious awareness as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is important for our listeners to understand that um, getting to that space um, in the dolphin's dance, um, you do provide um, techniques to help people kind of get there. Now, you you also state that through conscious awareness, we can move through the negative emotion of pain and loss and get in touch with our authentic self. And you have three models that explain this. One of them is called the getting stuck model. The other one is moving through model. And the third one is the leap of consciousness model. Can you explain these models as it relates to becoming more consciously aware? Absolutely. If we are not aware of what is triggering us, all that we could do in life is react. Once we become aware of what's triggering us, we have a choice. We have a choice of acting on it or staying stuck in it. And we could choose to to have these played in our life and play them all over again because we don't want to move through that. And that that is a choice. But if we're aware that this is the choice we're making, we know that we're not moving through conscious awareness. The moving through conscious awareness is once we are aware of what's triggering us, and we did this process, then choosing to cancel the negative charge from our experiences, from our emotions. We're not canceling our experiences. We're not canceling our emotions. But we're canceling that negative charge that is in the way of having us live a fully expressed life. 
then we're moving into healing. Then we're moving into the forgiveness of ourselves, healing ourselves and forgiving others. And this is how we're connecting to our deeper self. And by doing that, we connect to our higher purpose in life and higher consciousness. Mm-hmm. And in the in the book, you actually have these like the the models that go through this. And I understand that it's kind of hard for you to explain. And I understand about the trigger. Um, what is the you know this conscious leap, uh, the leap of consciousness model? What is probably the most important uh, element in that particular uh, model? The most important element in the leap of consciousness is when we become aware that the emotions, the patterns, the behavior, the whatever we, I call in, 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 in the book, um, the identity signature is not our true self. Mm-hmm. Once we recognize that this is an illusion, we, this is an illusion, this is the construct that the ego took to express itself in the world, then this is where we lead into knowing that who we are is not what we think we are. And who we are is actually connected to the source if we remove all the blockages in the way. Okay, and so you you did explain at length these three components. We started talking about them, the emotional logo. We didn't get into the belief matrix or the behavior patterns or this identity signature. Tell the audience a little bit more about how those three components are important to helping them identify and creating greater levels of self-awareness in themselves. We did we did touch on the emotional logo. We didn't, we didn't touch on the identifying signature, the identity signature, the belief matrix, or behavior pattern. When we become aware of our emotional logo, we also go through a process where we see, as a result of the, the, the negative um, uh, marker that happened, our painful event that happened in our life, we actually made an opinion about ourselves. We sentenced ourselves um, in our childhood. Uh, we judged ourselves and we said, I'm not good enough or I'm not lovable enough as a result of that marker. Mm-hmm. And then we had a strategy, a game plan in, in our life that I call our strategy to, uh, to just survive, a survival strategy. Uh, to mask that verdict, um, and, and then we proved it to the world. We proved the, the contrary of what we believed in. Yet, in the background, that belief, I'm not good enough, is, is always there, and from time to time, it resurges when, when our strategy fails. That's the ego, so, though. That's the ego that does that. It's, it's always there, right? And it's always, it's always rearing its head, saying, I'm not enough, or I could be more, or I need this to be you know, a man or a woman, or I need that. It's always something outside that separates us from the source, right? Exactly. Because this is actually what the ego structure, the the, the ego needs a structure to express itself in the world. And and actually, this is what it is. It it builds on the survival, the fear uh, to survive in the world. And, And basically, because of this belief, 
uh, we start acting a certain way um, to uh, um, it, it, our strategy in, in the world to mask this belief. And acting this way repetitively becomes a core behavioral pattern. Um, it, 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 so at the same time, um, when we name our patterns, we also distinguish our shadow pattern, which is that repressed and denied invisible pattern of behavior that we want to hide from the world, that thing that is very undesirable about ourselves, and we think that if someone discovers this about me, they're going to run away uh, from me, and, and we deny its existence. So by just distinguishing it and embracing it, then we embrace also that structure that we created. And, and, and then in the fourth step of, of the dance, when we cancel the polarities, this is where we act on it. This mm -hmm. is where we have a choice to transform it and change it. Well, one of the things is that, um, you know, you've, you've got this triggering event You've now created a belief around the triggering event. Um, you're saying that these belief patterns then occur, and then you have this ultimate opportunity, or you said in your case you call them belief matrix, and then in behavior patterns, you create a certain behavior around it. But in essence here, the awareness is really only making us aware that we're doing that, right? Exactly. Right. So... Once we're aware, we have a choice, is what you're saying, to break exactly. the pattern, correct? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. But in essence, let's talk about that a minute more. At some point, those behaviors and beliefs become so ingrained, so difficult to break, that no matter what people we talk to them about, they have a tough time breaking it. Um, you, you see this happen over and over and over again. Just like I said, it happens again and again and again. What would you say is one of the best techniques that you've found once somebody's aware to ultimately break that pattern and or that belief? This is such an important question, and I, and I hear it all the time, and I suffered from it. I, was, I, I tell the reader, I am the the most stubborn, obstinate person, because I knew everything. I was a personal development junkie, and, and, and yet I would fall in the same pitfall. And I say, okay, I know that I want to change my beliefs and change my emotions, yet I'm stuck again. So the most powerful one that I found, and it came to me as a, as a vision, and I write about it in the beginning of this, is to cancel our polarities. And canceling our polarities is basically when we discover that we live our life from a place of judgment, labeling events, labeling other people, and most importantly, labeling ourselves as good or bad. When we judge ourselves as good, we feel good. When we judge ourselves as bad, we feel heavy and depressed. So our emotions through the meaning that we attach to them are charged like electrons and protons, positively or negatively. And we talk a lot about transcending the dualistic approach and the either or, but in the book we go through an exercise where we list these uh, judgments about ourselves, whether it's the verdict or whatever is our, our belief, the bad, and the good, and once we cancel the negative charge, we use the positive to cancel the negative charge. 
we come out of this experience transcending actually the polarity. Because, uh-huh. because then we realize that, you know what? If there is one example that can prove that the I am not good enough is not true, then if I am living my life from a standpoint of I'm not good enough, I don't care what I'm doing. I could be the most authentic person in life, yet I'm not living my personal life from an authentic point of view because the I'm not good enough is not true. But we do it by going through the exercise as if we're using our intellect in order for us to get back to that emotion. Well, and and what happens in and what the ego does do um, is it it basically is in this process of always trying to separate and divide. And so to actually have this self-aware consciousness in this oneness with the higher spirit, because that's what frequently is happening with this ego, is making... Um, it, it, it's, it's creating that duality when you and I both know that it's really about the, the oneness, right? And, yeah. and your whole book is really about creating the awareness to create the oneness and to stay in it in a more frequent and often basis than, than we would and to identify how it is that we actually got there. In other words, how did we get there to begin with, Correct. Yes, the how is is basically, it enlightens us to the origin of it, because as human beings, we want to understand the why. And Mm -hmm. and I find out that we can talk about it, and we can talk about transformation, yet in our mind, we need, the the rational mind needs to know why I I, I am like this, although why doesn't help us much. But it goes to the origin of it. It does. And... And again, that's the triggering event that subconsciously can occur that we don't know um, and until we become aware, which your book helps us do through these five steps, become more aware of it. We can then identify those particular events in our lives that cause this particular trauma that repeats these events that ultimately turn into something that's not serving us. Um, so in essence, what you're doing is teaching people how to have a reunion with this oneness, um, knowing that they're whole and complete. And that is pretty much the dolphin's dance, isn't it? Yeah. Because once we deconstruct this and, and we realize the illusion of the self and we realize that this is not who we are and we're liberated from all the negative judgments about ourselves and other people, then we're able to really uh, forgive ourselves and, 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 and connect to that space within. And that space within, we know that what is in me is in you, is in the animals, is in the, this world. It's the same. It cannot differentiate. It cannot be uh, less loving to me than, than to you. So we're, we're, we're all part of the source, part of this oneness. So once we connect to this oneness and we know that we are love and we are loving, there is nothing in the way. And this is how we attract experiences now that are more supportive to our real purpose in life. So we attract them, and sooner or later, any experience that does not empower us fades away as long as we stay connected. And from time to time, we fall behind, 
and we realize that we're not connected and we have so many portal of entries with the construct of the identity signature to identify which one is at play and we use it to retransform our life retransform what is it, it's a big big term to say to retransform our life right it's actually to transform what is at play moment by moment which is really which becomes easy and as we do it more frequently, then we learn new patterns. It, it becomes our dips become uh, less in nature. They become our bouncing back becomes really um, easier. Uh, so uh, moment by moment while doing this, we are creating new patterns and new neural pathways that will replace our old limiting patterns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is is definitely true. It's it's rewiring the brain um, in a new way to, as you say here, to free yourself from the imprints of the past, and as you say eloquently, regain your inner potential for joy, creativity, self expression, and fulfillment. Uh, Micheline, it's been a pleasure having you on Inside Personal Growth and sharing um, not only your own personal journey, but this five step process into conscious awareness. Um, For all my listeners, we'll have a link uh, to Amazon for Micheline's book called The Dolphin's Dance. Um, And we'll also put a link to her Facebook page and her website. Um, Micheline, thanks for being on Inside Personal Growth with us today and exploring ways to break old patterns, um, create greater levels of awareness, and in so doing, create greater levels of joy, abundance, and fulfillment in our life. Thanks so much for being on. Thank you, Greg. It was my honor.